Warning ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo. Trigger warnings include homophobic language. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings. You're about to journey through a novel of nymphomania, an opus of orgasms, a prospectus of passion, a quota of quickening pulses, a register of romance, a survey of... Oh my gosh, of... you did that so quickly. Normally I have more sorry. time to interrupt. I was getting like... <laughs> a survey of sorry. Jacinta, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's very rude to interrupt. I know. Um, <laughs> we have a podcast to record. Opening the dictionary in three, two, one. Boop. Well, hello, everybody. So uh, we are starting with our usual dictionary game. But before we do that, we should probably introduce our special guest. Yeah, two special guests. guests. Plural. Yeah. So on the line today, we've got Georgia. Say hello, Georgia. Oh, Georgia's on mute. I need to unmute to do that. (laughs) Hi. Sure. uh, I'm a writer. Um, I write about technology constantly. And if I'm not writing about that, I guess I write about... whatever I think people will want to read. And yeah, that's me. Cool. Amazing. And guest number two. Yeah, Felix, Felix Lafreak. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Felix. Um, I'm a performance maker and drag adjacent artist, (laughs) occasional drag queen. And um, I'm delighted to be here. Amazing. We're delighted to have you. Thank you. So what happens now is we are going to do our special little five minutes on the letter Q. And uh, we're each going to get two stories each. So we get just just over 30 seconds, guests, to get your story out there into the world. (laughs) And if we get to the end of the five minutes, uh, a buzzer will go off. And too bad, so sad. We have to stop. stop. (laughs) So let's see if we can do it. Okay. Intense. Very intense. Um, In three, two, one, go. Okay, Q is for quickie. Okay. Um, so before I was ever like sexually active, I think I imagined my adult life would be full of um, you know, r- rushing into closets mm. and um and mm-hmm. blues mm-hmm. um to have really quick sex with people. And I don't think I've ever done that ever. I've ever had a quickie. I don't think I even know what a quickie is. Really? I feel like in my head it was just a thing that just would happen all the time. I don't think I've ever had one. That's my wow. story. That's just, my story is how I did ever had lying a to you about <laughs> <I know>. how <laughs> sex works. So um yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um I can't count on I can't count on all my fingers and toes how many quickies I've had, so I won't <laughs> go into that. Um Q is for quiver. Um so the day that I met my husband, I was doing archery. Mm. It's gonna make me sound like a total wanker. Um <laughs> but basically I um I had my bow and I was I was wearing jeans and I uh pulled the bow string back as you do and I let go and it caught one of the times it caught on my jeans and it ripped a massive hole in them. Oh, no. Um yeah. Um Ooh. so yeah. So um, I went to that first date with um, my husband being like, so the reason I'm dressed like this and it was October, no, it was November, sorry. And I was wearing like a beanie hat and just like obviously dressed up like looking a bit like a hobo. <laughs> so um, I sort of tried to kind of brush it off as hobo chic, basically. I was like ripped, <laughs> like massive gash in my jeans and yeah, looking a bit. Well, clearly it was, you know, it was fine because you got married. Yeah, you clearly. Know? <laughs> Georgia. Okay, Q is for quiet. So mm. I've written here. When I first started having sex, it was with men, unfortunately. Um, and I was like, uh, I remember like trying to tell my like friends about like my first time, and I was like, yeah, I was. I guess I was really quiet, and he commented on that, and I thought that was just like my style. Yeah, because <laughs> I was really? just like, oh, I'm just really cool, and like you know, I just don't make a lot of noise. But it turns out it was because I was gay. So. <laughs> That's why I was so quiet. Yeah, right. and also bad sex. You just don't need to make noise if you're not having a great time. Yeah, I'm also yeah. not the kind of person who's going to like make like fake noises of pleasure because I, you know, huh. didn't have mm-hmm. a frame of reference anyway. So, 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Felix. Fair enough. Felix. Q is for Quentin Crisp. Um, my one of my personal heroes. I I felt like more of a resonance in in my sexuality and my gender identity and presentation reading Quentin Crisp's The Naked Civil Servant than I than I have with with many other ideas. And in fact, it's something that really strongly led me to identifying myself as non-binary because I have always been very uh, enamoured by the kind of old school idea of the effeminate homosexual and reading his autobiography and um, reading about how he uh, presented to the world uh, unapologetically uh, kind of was a big part of what made me queer. Amazing. That's awesome. I've never read any Quentin Crisp, but I will have to. No. It's amazing. I'm a civil servant, so I'm going to have to, and I get naked a lot, so I'm going to have to read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, Q is for queef. Um, I hate that word. <laughs> I don't think that yeah. word should exist. I don't understand why that word exists. I, I don't get it. I just think it makes um, people feel embarrassed about the noises that come out of their vaginas, and um, I, it shouldn't exist, and I hate it. Okay, that's, that's, that's fair. I like that word. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Do you like Fair it? Enough. Okay, well, cool. Uh, that's my personal opinion sorry sorry Uh, we're running out of time q is for quiz um so i was dating a guy and we uh go around his and why would uh, he would quiz me on various things basically he was sort of more slightly more dom and i was more the sub and uh yeah he would he would quiz me on things and when i got it got things wrong or he went um and then we would quiz each other actually so when he got things wrong or i got things wrong so we would take off license to play like a strip game basically a strip quiz Mm -hmm. Which is really fun, and I enjoy like strip games like that, like quizzes and stuff like that. It's really Love fun. strip quizzes. Kind of talked about that a bit on. Kink, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Georgia. That sounds amazing. Uh, okay, so Q is for quit pulling my hair, you stupid dumb fuck. <laughs> um, I think that you should ask first, especially if it's the first time. And too yes. many people have just pulled my hair, and I don't like it. So yeah, always yeah. ask. Valid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was quite up, Felix. Back to you. Q is for quarry. I think that quarries are inherently hilarious and I think a quarry makes for a fantastic punchline in any joke. It lives exactly on the intersection of being like random enough that you don't hear it every day but not so random that it's trying hard. So if you say you had an orgy or you say that anything happened to you, anything particularly unfortunate and just end it with in a quarry, um, like you can't go wrong. Quarries quarries are just funny. That's so, so funny. Right. Can't deny oh, I it. think Quarries is a bit sinister, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well done, everyone. Okay. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of an A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, Jacinta, and I, Raphael. Uh, and I, for one time only, Georgia. And, and also me, for one time only, just this time, it's me, Felix. Explore the intricacies of all types of sexual interactions with those people we call collectively cisgendered males. Based on personal experience and extensive research. From anal sex to zipless fucks. Queering the narrative and crashing the system. Get it? cis System. Okay. System. System. C, 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 I, S. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> that went well. Amazing. Right. Um, so today's episode is brought to you by the letter Q. And today Q is for, well, it's not many things that can begin with Q, but we've identified a few in the little game there. It's for queer. Mm. The Woo, queer. That term that I think requires some greater definition absolutely which is why we have our two amazing guests we start with felix um i just want what does queer um mean to you as a term 
Oh, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Big questions. Yeah. Just, I mean, just I'm... push you into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> an easy one to start with. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've written fucking mental essays about this, but I think if I were to put it back to one thing that it means to me on a very personal level, that I think is important to me and why I need it and why I can't use other words, is that I was bullied from a very young age in what would be classically termed homophobic bullying Mm -hmm. from about the age of four or five. And I didn't experience same-sex attraction or anything that could be scientifically termed homosexuality until I was about 14. So there's a a huge part of my identity that uh, has to be accounted for that cannot be quantified in terms of sexual activity or sexual desire. And for me, that's my queerness. That's what I've had to reckon with and, and my my relationship to gender normativity, my relationship towards the expectations of masculinity mm-hmm. um, can only really be described in terms of my personal queerness, my um, initially failure and eventually defiance to meet the expectations of the body into mm-hmm. which I was born and the, the, the lifestyle that was projected upon me by the kind of normative non-queer world. So that's what queer means to me. Queer is, queer is who I am. Amazing. Yeah, it's really, really uh, Concise. personalized <laughs> definition yeah. and it's good, yeah. And there's a definition that I found on them.us, which um, I think rings Ooh. to what you've spoken about, um, Felix, which says that queer is uh, broadly living non-normatively. Mm-hmm. So living outside of the ideals of toxic masculinity, uh, femme, uh, I suppose, or, or butch phobia, depending on which way, which way you go, uh, being a top and a bottom in a kind of stereotypical, those are your defined roles uh, thing as well, or solely dating people of cis, um, cisgender. So if you, if you do things that are not those things, uh, even if it's just one of them, uh, you are effectively living in a queer way. So that was the that was the definition I found. That makes a lot of sense. I think I think it's really interesting is what you're saying about um, it's so much more than sexuality, and I think mm. that there can be an assumption, definitely, that you know anything within the LGBTQIA plus space is linked to sexuality. Obviously, it's linked to sexuality, but like kind of exclusively to do with that. But the fact it's so much more with that, and it's actually just your innate self. I think it's fascinating and really yeah, cool. because it doesn't like queerness is just like a thing of being different to the norm it doesn't matter what you're talking about right mm-hmm. like in the old use of the term maybe i don't know yes but what does queer mean to you then so like i think about this a lot uh more and more recently mm-hmm. i remember like i think i'm going to ground it in a discussion i have with like one of my really close friends recently where um she'd like gone through this like whole thing of like i don't even know whether like what am i supposed to be maybe i should say that i'm non-binary because i don't feel like i'm supposed to be a woman mm-hmm. or I'm supposed to say that I'm she, her, because I'm like, you know, living in a queer way, let's say. And I was sort of like, love being a queer woman in that Mm. I I love saying to people, I am a woman. And then I don't meet their expectation of what woman is. Yeah. You know, the kinds of of people who I'd only like see on the bus and never actually hang out with. (laughs) But maybe other people And like, I definitely, well, it's harder during COVID because I've mostly just been cycling. But say if I get on a train or something, people will stare at me uh, Mm. or they'll definitely try to not stare at me. (laughs) Which is almost worth. 
um, and you're kind of mm-hmm. like, that's great for you. I'm the most interesting thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I didn't even remember you, and you're just like literally like, oh my god, this woman on the train like doesn't even fucking shave her legs or whatever. In a roundabout way, kind of my definition of queerness, because I am queer, I am proud to say that I, I am a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. But I suppose that's the thing. It's sort of it, it's your personal definition of it for you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felix yeah. said it's your, it's like yourself, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's it reminded me a lot of stuff you've said before, Raphael, on this podcast about your you know not sure if you're existing in like the the male like he him box or the they them box and which is why i've just gone for both Stevenson did this because she was like when she you should read her comic about when she had her top surgery because she was like mm-hmm. or they she they, they, literally all the doctors were just misgendering her in all in every direction mm-hmm. but she was just like i don't care which which pronoun you use because it doesn't matter just use any yeah. whatever mm-hmm. you think is the right one exactly so she's not um, going please be they them she, she's not going please use they them she's just like she they or he is fine yeah Clearly, I, I have the same thing with you and pe- sitting on a train and having people look at me because I wear big dangly bright earrings. Right. I wear sometimes lipstick, sometimes eye makeup, sometimes foundation, exactly. mm-hmm. sometimes I paint my nails. Um, yeah. Sometimes I wear three inch high heels, sometimes I wear six inch high heels and that's ridiculous and doesn't get me very far in the day. But, I'm you know, <laughs> painful, but... don't travel, don't go on the tube in six inch high heels. <laughs> it's not a good idea. I get a lot of that kind of eye, eye attention, you know, like people kind of looking at you going, what on earth? Um, what, that... sort of, where did you cross? out from or, or struck from confidently yeah exactly so i did look a little bit into the etymology of the word queer going back to what you were saying georgia because very strange odd peculiar eccentric in appearance or character of questionable characters suspicious dubious although it is all sort of no one's really sure exactly oh. where it came from originally eccentric person um it's especially used in ireland in and in nautical contexts there you go in the um etymology etymologically <laughs> um and the first attestations from the early 16th century are oh, quite that. sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like irish and nautical yeah like, exactly um with you know, obvious textual <laughs> connotations and yeah so there's a I've got this mental pro- image now of just like i've got this mental image of just a completely like gender non-identifiable pansy creature (laughs) like leaping across the giant's causeway with a little like sailor costume on and just being like and that is all I can ever hope to aspire to Uh, I love that (laughs) as long as there's a shit behind me with lots of other Tying a sailor's knot or uh, unblocking the uh, Suez Canal, then tying a sailor's knot on me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think knots, (laughs) knots like in rope, are just in and of themselves very queer, no? We? It's official now. Knots are queer. If you, fellas, is it gay to tie knots? No lies detected. Oh, no, yeah, it's the gayest fucking thing ever. It's amazing. Um, wake up and tie a million knots anyway carry on that's all i do all day hashtag no. knots are queer absolutely <laughs> sorry just you were about to tell us about something in the 18th century oh, sorry, yeah i mean you know it's way <laughs> less back interesting to the in that beautiful mental image of, of um sorry right okay so there is a scottish poem which i think is one of the earliest written like the words been written down and it goes here cometh our own queer claire which i think means here comes Ooh. our own queer claire what does- that mean? I don't know, but I don't have any more context. Okay. Here comes up, but I just thought that was quite cool. That was in the that was in the early 16th Ooh, century. Claire. That's written. So if anyone knows more cool. about that poem, love to meet who her. Claire is. That would be cool. 
Um, oh, I know, I know Queer Claire. She's still working at the two brewers. You can find her at the bar. Really? How cool is she? If she's there, just buy her a cheeky Vimto. She'll flash you a gusset. Queer Claire, obviously, <laughs> absolutely on a mad one. Vimto, you say. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> I remember that. George is taking notes. Taking notes, taking notes. Queer Claire. <laughs> gusset circle a million arrows pointing at gusset yeah. find out exactly what Felix means by gusset but gusset lives I think similarly in the same uh, category as quarry for I me. was going like, to say I thought I thought they were you know gusset is just a part of your knickers isn't it that's what it is for me anyway it's yeah I think it's, it's the science. thing that's always touching my vag I well I think of gusset and I think of the paint <laughs> just, area thanks. I think of the perineum when I think of gusset I think of just oh, really? you know, the strip of the undergarment that goes from you know from the, to the gusset yeah. you know just whatever yeah, gusset, gusset, isn't it? yeah. yeah. that's the thickest part of the knickers I think you're both right yeah I think of gusset as a as a neutral gender neutral term, mm-hmm. but I think maybe it is more associated That's with one hundred percent gender neutral knickers. But do you know what? We've all got a gusset. It's yeah, it's got one. We've all got yeah, knickers. Unless you're going commando, tight in a knot. I think if you're going commando, then by default your is your jeans. Uh, <laughs> the world the is your gusset. gusset. Come gusset, you know, yeah. and they call that. I've heard they call that a gusset. Which is just it. Very good. I don't know. And for trousers, it would be a tusset, perhaps. A tusset. Tusset. Yeah. If you, if you, I, I don't. What if you're wearing a skirt or a kilt? A scusset. A scusset. A scusset, and a kilt is a cusset. But if you're free, if you're free balling and you've got nothing but the air. If you're, or what, free, if you're or free, free, free balling, or free non-balling, whatever, yeah. whatever you, you have downstairs, and there's nothing. Yeah, the world below is your gusset, but the earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you. That's where I was going. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> the world is your gusset. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, now I sit everywhere. I don't know about you. I fucking sit everywhere <laughs> the world is my gusset oh my god i just um constipated and my depression is cured like you've done so literally i'm tweeting it now all the world's a gusset and we are merely genitals um i will say that a gusset apparently goes everywhere it's anything that's a triangular piece of fabric that you put around bits of clothing you can put them in the shoulders the underarms oh my god really? uh, so they go everywhere so they're literally well, they're the too, world is the gusset it's they're too versatile now i was hoping they were a bit more niche yeah they're also <laughs> little triangular things. you know like when you have a frame like a wooden frame you know the triangular bits at the bottoms at the, at uh, the corners sorry like the yes, corners in a wooden yes, frame yes. those are called gussets my gosh there you go literally everywhere so I am. I am honestly quite happy useful. to just discuss gussets for the for the rest of the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the G lol joke. Definitely so fascinating. Um, okay, there but was something. You can make it a quasset then. No, a quasset, a quasset. It's a Q. Quasset. So I, I've noticed like there are people um, in the LGBTQ plus community who don't like the word queer because it has sort of negative connotations for them i just wondered if anyone had any um opinions on that or any i will default to calling uh women or men or whoever i I will say instead of saying that's a gay woman or a lesbian i Mm -hmm. will say she's queer just in case they are pan or bi Mm -hmm. or whatever to be more inclusive so i found the word useful for that umbrella term 
yeah instead of being like you know just because she's a woman who finds other women attractive or whatever wants to fuck other women then doesn't mean that she's gay Mm -hmm. and i've definitely done that way too much in the past Mm -hmm. i just feel like i don't know by by and pan people are just getting a raised left right center so i always try and be like queer queer person queer woman queer man Mm -hmm. so that it's obvious that it's not necessarily that they only fancy one gender yeah but um i haven't ever found it i found it a very useful word yeah Mm -hmm. and a very nice word that i like so i haven't found it negative i'd say i found i had a problem with it for a long time Mm -hmm. like it was only maybe within a couple of years that i would be comfortable being referred to as queer I was bullied with it at school. Like really? it was a uh, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like no I was gonna word. say, like um, I've been like called basically everything under the sun. Like um, you know, princess, queer, fag, gay, fudge packer, batty boy, whatever you like. I've been called fudge them all. Fudge packer. Fudge packer. Yeah, yeah no, fudge packer. Yeah, my, my personal favourite. I like. I like. I enjoy fudge. Quite, yeah, exactly. quite, 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 hey, quite did anyone call you a cake boy? Oh no. Oh, that's the one they use in Clueless, and I've yet to hear it anywhere else <laughs> except for there. Except for Clueless. Like a, a writer trying to like. Come yeah. up with something new, yeah. yeah I, like that's a, a bit... I was gonna say, like, probably where I got off thinking I didn't like the word was partly through that sort of bullying background, but also I think some people consider it, and it's like the opposite of that. It's like quite a specific definition in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So some people would say, yeah, that's that is true, yeah. someone that is literally kind of bending the rules of gender. They're doing various other things, and I had a problem with that up until the point I realised that I was bending the rules of gender, and actually, I that that's part of me anyway, and I'm doing mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff regardless and i'm opposed to things like toxic mas- masculinity i i don't identify as femme but i'm there are definitely femme aspects to me mm-hmm. and it's like it's being a bit more free about it and saying i'm not 100 anything i'm happy to yeah. live in the, a space that is we can make our own definitions for it and it's yeah. individual and it's not um, i don't have a fear of it as much as i used to or a hatred for it as much or general i suppose phobia just going to back to greek but you know yeah so like i didn't part i think it comes from a lot of different directions partly misunderstanding what the word meant but also there was a time when that word was used in kind of ridicule at me or whatever mm. um mm. So. I suppose any word that's been used in a mean way, no matter what the word means, might then have some kind of fear or something negativity connected with it. But then I suppose actually they're saying, oh, you're queer as in you buck gender norms. And you're like, well, I do. (laughs) But actually when it's said with malice, then... I think there's still always a twinge of that. There's there's like a twinge of that still when I sort of call my when I identify myself as queer or I hear other people define me as queer mm-hmm. then I'm still I still go back to hearing this boy Jimmy at school kind of laughing at me mm-hmm. and calling me that out loud like there's still mm-hmm. a flashback that I can't stop that it won't it won't go away like it's mm-hmm. it's embedded like quite hardcore but I'm kind of like I, I, I do have a conscious process of turning that around to something positive but mm-hmm. it's yeah the damage is done in a way and what takes it's hard work. isn't it yeah. yeah it's hard I've um experience a lot of resistance to it from other people and um, particularly from cis gay men um, mm. and found myself drawn into a lot of debates around it and I really really oscillate between trying to be radically compassionate about it and uh, put myself in the place of someone who's hurt by it mm-hmm. and then kind of at other moments feeling very frustrated and kind of oh just fucking get over it <laughs> you know, it's like it's not it's not the attitude to aspire to um i think that like the history of it is really important and Mm -hmm. and everyone's individual context i find particularly um kind of gen x and above Mm this gay men can be really precious about it and say there's no way like you can use that or reclaim it it was it was a slur if i'm if i'm really analytical about it my personal experience the word gay was used far more against me as a Mm -hmm. slur 
than yeah. queer was. And there's something about that that isn't challenged. And if you actually mm-hmm. look at the history of the words, um, queer was used internally within LGBTQ plus communities or, you know, divergent mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. Or earlier than, than gay was. And both come from similar uh similar roots the gay uh, gay originally was a euphemism um and it meant that someone was so pleased with themselves that they didn't care for morality they weren't god-fearing oh he's mm-hmm. a bit gay she's a bit gay and it was used um across the board not just for gay people it was used to describe fraudsters pimps uh, mm-hmm. sex workers to say oh they're gay mm-hmm. as in they they have not a care in the world they are not they, they don't have any moral priorities mm-hmm. and that was reclaimed and queer has been with you know varying differences between the ways in which the two have been reclaimed but it's had a negative connotation in the past a euphemistic negative connotation and has been used very much as a slur and as a barb it was hurled at me as a kid so I'm whilst I'm sympathetic to people's individual triggers I tend to be unsympathetic to the argument that queer can't be reclaimed because it's a slur because there is a that was an argument. huge double mm-hmm. standard there at play um, Mm -hmm. And both words, you can levy the exact same arguments against them. Um, So I I don't understand why one that seems to prioritise cis gay men and then kind of middle class quandaries, i.e. gay, um, gets a get out jail free card where queer doesn't. I Um, suppose it's a majority thing, right? So gay men mm -hmm. are probably the majority of the LGBT space in terms of like uh, how they've been. They've got the power, right? The loudest, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I'm trying to say. So therefore, they just and and all of these reactions are emotive. That they're, they're all they're not, there's no logic rooted in anything. So it's as you say, there's an intellectual argument that yeah. shows both words I have that history. There's a class there's... is a big issue as well. I think that queer is something that is kind of intellectually and emotionally claimed by uh, mm-hmm. like university educated people people who've read up a lot of, of of history of queer history feminist history and and kind of the word queer is woven into that kind of left-wing um university educated mindset and i think because of that it can be very threatening to certain subsections i've where i've experienced the most resistance is on the drag circuit mm-hmm. in the kind of working men's club old school queen cabaret crowd and mm-hmm. you have to take a step back and think like, it, is this resistance, is this this conflict that we're having partly to do with kind of intellectual intimidation? And I do think that the word queer has connotations of a kind of academic elitism to it as well, which is which is definitely part of the resistance. It's not mm-hmm. just about the way the word's been weaponized. It's also the way in which it's intellectually weaponized mm-hmm. um, in a way in which it's inaccessible. You know, gay is very sanitized. It's very mm-hmm. accessible now. It's very much absorbed by capitalism. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we kind of have to focus on queer being, and when I've had sat down and had conversations with people and they've said, oh, non-binary, whatever, queer, whatever. And I've actually sort of said, yeah, you know, um, those conversations. You know, given a personal story as to as to what the words mean to me, yeah. I've never had a bad reaction to that ever. Mm-hmm. But what to the word queer? To, to me, identifying as queer, or to me, identifying yeah. as non-binary, to someone who's like, I don't know what mm-hmm. that means. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just, if I answer honestly and I don't challenge it, and I answer honestly from the heart and say, this is why I'm non-binary. This is what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had someone be like, oh, I still disagree with you. They go like, mm-hmm. oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. I thought that it was like, you know, they, 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 maybe it's perceived as a challenge or an overcomplication initially. But 
when it's actually described you know so I, I think that there is a, an intellectual barrier there yeah. like a, a sort of that's so interesting because I've never uh, I've never thought of like the intellectual barrier as a potential barrier of mm-hmm. using the word cl- queer so it's really interesting to hear you say that and I think it's probably because I'm participating in that like intellectual uh, bullshit thing without <laughs> even realising because I've never really like properly used the word queer with anyone including myself until like the past like two years despite being like openly gay for like much 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 longer than that mm-hmm. um, that's actually and- a similar time frame to what I said as well the two years is yeah. roughly when I yeah and like I think that is it, from like reading more and also having like a really uh, smart plugged in girlfriend who's just like by the way your opinion about this sucks and you should probably think about that and I'm like oh yeah okay fuck um, I think it's interesting because like I was never the word queer just wasn't in anyone's vocabulary when I was mm-hmm. like 12 to 18 like everyone was just like either saying gay as a slur or like casually being like oh that's so gay as in like i can't be bothered to like go to the shop yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like god i remember exhausting. that exhausting awful yeah it was exhausting to like get people to stop saying it including myself and then yeah. uh but then also the word lesbian was worse for me because i went to a girl's school and they just nobody mm. yeah just nobody used the word queer or gay it was just like if you're a lesbian that's disgusting and horrible and you should die which was mm-hmm. like a strange sentiment to like have it wasn't even like it wasn't so explicit it was just like yeah like a sentiment that was just hanging in the air alongside of like because I went to like an inner London school right mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like everyone was always like there was just like a big mix of like loads of ethnic minorities and everyone was always like oh yeah you should just like accept people for what they are and everyone's different everyone's come from a different place except they'd be gay it's just like okay yeah and specifically right. don't be lesbian yeah I went to, I went to girls school girls as well, as well very yeah. similar exactly yeah so yeah. you shouldn't be a lesbian because obviously that's what everyone's going to think that we're going to be it's just like okay but there's also a huge disparity in the terms gay and lesbian in that mm-hmm. one one absolutely 100 gets an adjective and another one gets a noun and there is something that i can only imagine because i've never been called a lesbian jarring about the fact that your your sexuality your preferences or your presentation within uh, normative gender is is mm-hmm. described as a noun you are a lesbian um it's something that i can only compare to uh sexual preferences between uh gay and gay adjacent men which is the you know well actually it happens across the spectrum but um top and bottom like i don't mind discussing a preference with someone where i say i would like to do this or Mm -hmm. i'm inclined towards this but i absolutely despise a top a bottom because it's 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 just for me very um comes with a, a context of connotations around it that that fill in an identity rather than a practice like yeah. I, I tend to I, describe myself as a bottoming gay as in the verb I verbalize the bottom <laughs> I'm a gay that bottoms <laughs> that's a really good expression of it I think well I, I mean I I have uh varying inclinations and it just depend on the partner and the chemistry between us but predominantly right, exactly bottomed. it's just not a, a very like nice or useful description to say um someone is a bottom i mean not least because it's by default like a word that describes negativity or subservience or yep. um something that's yeah, fairly at demeaning. the bottom of the barrel mm. um and there's also just a lot of you know meme culture and uh kind of jokes that surround it Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so also like it comes out of like fandoms as well. You see it a lot in like when people become obsessed with like any TV show that has any like queerness in it. 
Mm-hmm. and yeah. then they'll just start writing like ridiculous reels of like bullshit about what they think of whether like this character is a top and that character is a bottom and then it just all mm. gets really like and it's often attached to their incapabilities as a person if someone yeah. can't fucking drive or if someone can't yes. like handle a situation there's mm-hmm. loads of memes on instagram uh, oh that, yeah that do this kind of perpetuate these kind of jokes uh quite a lot like the oh, i'm a bottom and i can't drive you know <laughs> kind of thing. yeah I'd really say, like, oh my I'm god i haven't seen those missive slut who needs to get railed up the ass come in my guts yeah than to say i am a bottom like it's not about it's not um anything mm-hmm. to do with internalized homophobia or like the cringe of like admitting that you enjoy certain experiences mm-hmm. like i will wear that like a fucking badge of honor and and parade mm-hmm. through the streets announcing that i enjoy that but to say i am a bottom just feels apologetic and i don't i don't i'm not apologetic. So interesting it's also funny how like a man a man can't be a lesbian but me a woman can be a lesbian and gay mm-hmm. yeah and also you can't so adjectives can usually become adverbs so for example that can be so a person can be gay and they can yeah. do things gaily yeah. so i can, I can gaily yeah. make the tea but you can't gaily. lesbianly make the tea <laughs> i can lesbianically make tea for lesbianically <laughs> Everything I do is lesbianic. And can you queerly make the tea? Yeah, can queerly make the tea. I yeah. do queerly make tea. I put hardly any milk in yes. it. It's very What's weird. the gayest yeah. way to make tea? What's the queerest way to make tea? You put Ooh. cloves in it. You heard it here. Cloves. Cloves tea. Cloves are delicious in tea. Cloves are delicious in tea. Grandma taught me this. Sorry. Cloves are fake as fuck. I love that. Yeah. Just like can't even. No lies detected. Absolutely. One hundred percent. When so when do you use cloves in tea? I put it in. Just put them in with the tea bag. I'm gonna drag it back. So. Going back to the article that I read on them to us, mm-hmm. there was um, one person. So basically, like nine different people who uh, were all uh, sharing their experiences of their word of the word queer mm-hmm. and how, what it meant to them. And so one person called Ty Farnsworth said that um, queer feels better for her. She's identifies as she/her um, and says because what she truly is is quote bisexual and homo romantic unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so you can your sexuality and 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 what who you like to fuck or or you know what which genders bracket bracket s you like to fuck mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh is is the sexuality side of it and then also you can you're kind of capable of having a kind of lovey kissy huggy relationship mm-hmm. um with another set of genders which may or may not be the same yeah um so uh, for me I've, I've often said this but i'm homosexual i'm i very much uh like to fuck men mm-hmm. and like them to fuck me and bi romantic so um i've been in very extensive relationships with women in the past mm-hmm. that have not had very much sex happen if at all um and they are i love them i very mm-hmm. much love them with my heart but um there's nothing else that can happen <laughs> as far as i'm concerned that's the extent of it so um in a set in a, in a sense that kind of just means if i'm going to have a relationship with all of the all of the trimmings then it tends to be with men mm-hmm. but the right. the side of it what what that person was saying ty was saying that she's bisexual but homoromantic so again she tends to favor women but because she's bisexual she can have cues for quickies i suppose with anybody and not have the romance yeah. I was just going to say that, like, I remember as I, while, while I was, like, coming out, I was just like, oh, yeah, I definitely prefer having sex with women, obviously. But, like, mm-hmm. um, I still am able to have 
sex with a man and it could be quite fun but I, what i noticed after having sex with a woman and then like spending time with maybe that woman a bit more i was kind of like oh i i will never ever be able to fall in love with a man just ever it's never yeah. gonna happen i can feel romantic feelings for a woman like uh, or the or the even like pre thing whatever you call that you know the pre bit before you're like oh yeah i could definitely fall in love with you and maybe it doesn't happen maybe it does but you know you'll have like some feelings Mm -hmm. kind of never never even get them for a a man but like i could be horny and then want to have sex with a man but i could never fall in love with him yeah it's like the opposite yeah similar to what that similar to what that person said yeah the opposite to your thing sorry yeah Yeah. yes yes yeah exactly yeah felix like i have like a similar thing but like within being queer and, and and specifically gay which is that i fall like hopelessly and pathetically in love with uh like cute femme bottom guys mm-hmm. um and then i have well like an element of versatility but also like a, a propensity to um n- needing to be treated like a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like i, I, <laughs> I also yeah. then find that when i have been in relationships with guys who are very much like mask straight passing muscle dudes mm-hmm. like I, there's a real emotional detachment because i'm like i don't relate to you and i inherently think there's a problem with your with right. your gender class <laughs> so yeah. i always fall in love with like disney princes and twink bottoms and then like the sexual chemistry ends up not quite yeah linking up and i just yeah. think like as i've got a little bit fails giving a knowing nod like, <laughs> say no more georgia you know too much <laughs> no. i'm just like fuck it who cares like let's just go out, drink mm-hmm. some fucking uh, Cosmopolitans, and if we end up sitting on a double-ended dildo together, that's great because that's great. there's so much more to be gained from the like emotional connection and the like aesthetic fancying that I have there than there is from like I don't know like some kind of biological urge to be like railed and feminized. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I very much wish that my queerness in terms of my sexual preference was broader. Um, mm-hmm. it would, mean a great deal to me if, if it were because then the, the the people i was cursed to fancy wouldn't be the people that i don't actually want to spend yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think I, a conundrum. I think that's fascinating i think it's like because i in in any space in a queer space or in a sort of very conventional cishet space there is still there can still be a massive like unaligning of who you're sexually attracted to and who you fall in love with in any space and I think that's something that's really worth exploring more and actually to find someone that you that you have um very mutual sexual needs and kinks and enjoy the same things or the or the opposite things and to be really like romantically in love with each other I think that's very that's quite rare yeah. in any in any space yeah that's true yeah I've had some some lovely sex that's gone that's that's been like that actually uh where it's been a guy who was another bottom it turned out mm-hmm. um and we had we spent some time on a double-ended together if you're both bottoms right you just rub yeah that's what well you kind of yeah it's like how lesbians scissor yeah that's all i did by the way when that um, pressure is alleviated for someone to be the top is when I find it easiest and most enjoyable to top because mm-hmm. it's not there's no kind of expectation of the yeah. role of being the uh, Quentin Crisp refers to this character in um, in the Naked Civil Servant he refers to yeah. the illusion of the great dark man and how mm-hmm. people f- fall um, out of love with someone once they realise they're actually just another faggot 
Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like the opposite. I feel like once there's that that pressure of, of fulfilling that role within that dynamic is removed is when I get the most horny and mm-hmm. jolly because mm-hmm. I'm doing it because it feels good and not because I have to be the guy. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one. But I just think like when you see memes about people that are like, you, you see a lot of gay memes that are like when you realise you're both bottoms or something. And I'm just like, oh, that should be a great time. Just fucking go for it. Yeah, someone, can, like- someone can service chop, someone can stick something in or just fucking 69. Do you know how great a 69 Oh my gosh, we yeah, talked like, about that. It's so wrong. great. Yeah. We're just yeah, yeah. 69. Like, yeah. please, more, more buttons. Also, now. Also, oh, mutual right. masturbation. Can we talk about that as well, please? Mutual masturbation yes. is oh like one of the loveliest things is just to lie side by side with somebody. You're right next, you know, you've, you've, there's the body contact and oh, it's just really nice. Yeah, uh, you can feel the yeah. my, my first yeah. boyfriend, we used to call it kissy kissy wank wank. <laughs> Honestly, it's that's just probably... what I call sex with my girlfriend. Anyway, I mean, it's <laughs> you know, we hold hands and giggle, and then we're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I brushed your little finger." But completely, like, if you're if you're women, um, um, no one says like, "Oh, you didn't go all the way," right? Like, mm. it's mm. it's defined by exactly. like, your proximity to each other, your emotional openness to it being sex, and and, and yeah. uh, uh, presumably to some extent orgasms. And so people used to, I find it very frustrating when people would say, "Oh, you." So you didn't have sex, you just sucked each other yes, up. Yes, that's like, really that's annoying. That's irritating. Yeah, yeah. that angers me a lot. Lots of yeah. things can be sex. Anything can be sex. Yeah. Also, I th- yeah. when you said you didn't go all the way right, I thought you meant when, like, I thought that just meant, like, P and V. Yeah. P and V, yeah. Yeah, well, I like, think a lot of us used to That's what going think all the way is, right? Yeah. It's like, mm. if the penis goes into the vagina, then that's sex and that's it. And that's all mm. the way. I, I actually remember when I was at school in, in one of our maybe, like, four sex education sessions of the entire time I was at school. Um, yeah, one of the... Yeah, um, you got a lot, like too many, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> I think you Oh, God. <laughs> um, but anyway, there, there were, like, little cards around the room with, like, questions on them, and you had to talk about, discuss what they were. And one of them was, like, you know, what is sex, or is it only sex if it's P and V? Um, and I just remember, like, everyone, all of all of us as, like, teenage girls, were all like, yes, that's the only thing that is sex. And I, I remember our geography teacher I being like, imagine anything um, are you sure? Like, are you a geography <laughs> teacher? <laughs> yes. And we were like, and actually, I like, always remember that, going back to it, like, now I'm obviously, like, you know, older and wiser and, and started to, you know, think about it more and be less kind of... Um, homophobic you know back. why is it a geography teacher sorry sorry like... i'm just remember very specifically that she was my geography teacher it was just the, Rex is like you know. a sedimentary rock <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually think it's maybe relevant it has many layers teacher. it's like a river it meanders before i've always sort of admired her for trying to to make us question that assumption and and um I think also, you know, that, that there's that other narrative, yeah. That bullshit law, what, what the hell, what was it called? Uh, what's the thing? Section blah, whatever. The thing. Oh, that section like, 28? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about being gay at school type of fucking yeah. thing. So you're only <sighs> so taught about straight. Yeah, I mean, there is a massive need to, to learn to, to talk about this more at school, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. being improved marginally, but not enough. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, something just dropped into my head, which is completely irrelevant, I have to say. <laughs> I gotta say anyway, my I've been learning a little bit of Greek because you know we've been like doing That's so much cute. mythology like on this on this podcast recently. Um, yeah, we're really into our, our Greeks, ancient Greeks. And yeah. my favorite yeah, thing, all, yeah, all my favorite thing they are. My favorite <laughs> thing is um, that uh, t- I learned what to drink is in Greek. Uh, what oh, is sorry, it? No, I learned what you, I, I learned what you drink is. Sorry, you in drink. Greek. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Is it again? Informally, in informal singular, it's it's penis. <laughs> oh, is it's it? Penis. Penis. Yeah. Penis. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, to, so you drink is penis, which is amazing. I just love that. <laughs> is 
that where penis, the word penis comes from? No. <laughs> okay, it's not at all. No, those two <laughs> words aren't connected in Greek. It's okay, just yeah. like, it's just how it sounds. Fine, fine. I was, okay, I okay, okay. Wanted to bring that to the table as a fun little interlude com- uh, contribution. That's all. One of my really useless skills, I have two useless superpowers. Uh, not really superpower skills. One of them is I can uh, adjust my eyes to anyone's um, vision quality by putting on their glasses. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, if I put on someone's glasses, I can yeah. adjust my eyes to get 2020 oh, I see. lenses. And right. then I can hold that for like as long as I want with no wow. effort. And then just click back. Wow, that's um, amazing. And the other useless skill I have is that I lived in uh, Athens for four months. and I intended That is a useless to- skill. <laughs> I intended to learn uh, Greek uh, or some Greek at least. Yeah. Um, I started with the alphabet and um, got really good at it. And I can read fluent Greek and, pr- oh, and wow. pronounce it, but have absolutely no idea what anything what it means. means. Greek is stupid. It's stupid. So, it's like it's, it, it's like they gender every object. You're like, oh yeah, this, this table. It's a girl. That ball, a boy. And you're like, why? Well, that's that's the most romance languages, yeah, right? It's, to be uh, fair, it's yeah, and, uh, and 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 Greek, obviously, is not as not a romance language. But yes, George, can we point out that you're Greek Cypriot? So yes, I was just going to say it's kind of okay. It's okay that yeah. George says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Greek is stupid. <laughs> oh, one of my, the, yeah. my own language. Yeah, um, yeah, that's amazing. Actually, how you can how you can yeah you can like read something without understanding it. I think that's yeah. quite I think that's quite fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I've always been good at like copying and accents. Um, and like sort of impressions and I think if you if you can do impressions you're probably going to be quite good at accents yes, I was going to say can true. we just using this to link back Fine into line. the conversation yes, because I think that's a good one <laughs> is that that whole like, sort of acting and pretending to be something else or something you know that that's a very big topic in this space as well um the whole you know yeah. being good at being good at impersonating or being good at mimicking I find I'm really good at mimicking somebody as well I can mm-hmm. pick up someone's tone accent I can do like and I usually exaggerate it quite easily a sort of like a like a clown would I suppose but it's come it comes naturally to me because I've done it my entire life you know like from from going through school and trying to fit in and not appear camp or like Mm. be too pitchy with my voice or like you know have like the wrong mannerisms or anything like that so Mm. I'd like I'm good at copying other people's stances body postures um that kind of thing which can be useful, I, but also exhausting. Can be useful, but it's it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like had this thing in, of uh, instead of trying to mimic other, it was too hard to pretend to like be straight. And also like the kind of bullying I experienced at school wasn't uh, wasn't like people outright just like yelling horrible things at me. It was just everybody ignored me, so I was like invisible. Um, mm-hmm. which in a way is like more you feel you know it makes you feel like you're nothing and you're like yeah, completely yeah. relevant and you have like no nothing to input into any space at all so yeah. and also when people do notice you then they just like start laughing at you or whatever so like I, what I instead learned was to be as like small and as quiet as possible and like have mm-hmm. no gestures and <laughs> nothing and then Aww. like yeah like I feel like it was like the opposite it was like oh I have to erase myself instead of trying to make oh. myself into someone else it was right. it was kind of like just pretend you're not here. Don't pretend to be somebody else. Just pretend you're not here. And then hopefully yeah. no one will notice you and you can just mm-hmm. get through the day. It was that kind of feeling. But like, yeah, I mean, I've slowly learned to undo that. I feel like I, I'm like quite loud and I gesticulate quite wildly now. So I've like yeah. come, <laughs> come full circle and I'm the opposite of that. But yeah. that's so good because I mean, it's, it's so good that you've managed to get to that point. Because I mean, that is so, yeah, that feeling of like, you can't be, you can't exist. You shouldn't be noticed. Like is really. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Being noticed at school was like horrific. It was yeah. better to not be noticed. But anyway, now I want people to notice me all the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so hi i'm here hungry Hello. hi hey everyone <laughs> i feel like i didn't um that was never never an option for me i mm-hmm. um 
I could do a lot of things like performatively uh, impressions and parts and stuff like that but um not being queer was the one thing I couldn't do an impression of mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I spent a lot yeah of- right it's impossible it, it, it is yeah I'd, I'd spend a lot of time tr- like mentally gearing myself up for the day at school and I, I was like quite severely bullied uh, for being who I was to the point that I actually mm. had to move schools oh, that's horrible and it was yeah it was literally a horrible time like I, mm-hmm. I d- didn't have the uh the kind of drive to actually like hurt myself or run away but like every day I just did not want to be alive like it was mm-hmm. yeah school horrible. was the worst so lonely um, and, and people were so mean but I would give myself up every day and um, mentally planning out how I would be a different person and I thought mm-hmm. about you know what would happen <gasps> I remember that feeling just died yeah, over as a kind of not queer person and I wasn't vocalizing it internally which very much comes back to our idea of what queerness is I wasn't mm-hmm. vocalizing it internally as same-sex attraction it was the person I was in my mannerisms in my presentation and I mm-hmm. just constantly thought right I'll do a better job of it today um mm-hmm. but sort of between the ages of like 12 and 15 yeah um yeah and it, that's I, such I a because it's not it, my queerness was not uh something that was an affectation this idea that people are over the top or like you know pushing mm. in your face like it was it was my neutral to mm. be um effeminate for a, a guy um, yeah it was it was my sitting still it was my neutral it was my facial yeah. expressions it was the way my eyes would move if something happened in the room it, yeah yeah nothing yeah. about it was an affectation and if anything the affectation i tried to affect was was this false neutrality of, of heteronormativity yes um, I, I remember people making fun of me for the way i like put my hair behind my for the way I like uh what do you call it when you just like put your hair behind your ear to get out of the way when you tuck yeah you tuck it behind your ears tuck it behind your ears right sorry yeah and like I would like they would be like the way you do it is like a man and I'm just like how do Whoa. men do that how do women do that how am I supposed to do it so that you just shut up like honestly Why is this a thing? And like I yeah. didn't I didn't know what I was doing so I was like I would be like maybe if I did it like this everyone would just leave me alone I don't know there was a yeah, bully in my mean, school Felix. so mm. stressful yeah there was a bully in my school who would literally try and make any any kind of thing that I did. He would be like, "You do that, like you do that, gay. You do that in a gay way. Yeah, you're so just like, gay. Everything you do is or, gay. Or like you do it in a queer way. Like you do that." And I was just like, and I was trying to run away from that so hard. So like yeah. I would be like, "He'd be like, oh, you've got something on your shoe," and then I'd be like, looking at the bottom of my shoe, be like, "Hi, oh, you do that in a gay way." It's like it would be just random shit. Oh, that, like there is no gay wow. way of doing this. The but like was the nails. People would say the gay test was they would ask you, they'd be like, Look at your name. And if you were gay, you'd go like that That way. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. Sorry. I should describe for the podcast. If you were gay, you'd hold your arm out at length and look at them from the top. But if you were straight, you'd turn, you'd You'd like, oh, you'd bend your, um, yeah, you'd like bend it into a kind of fist and then look at them that way. Yeah, I remember learning that. that. I remember learning that and being like, I have to make sure I always do it the other way. I literally wow. that so that wow. I could be like, oh, I hope nobody picks up. Even if this is bullshit, I don't care. Some people think it's not bullshit. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it's like you know, no, learn it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I found it carried on. It carried on way beyond fifteen for me. I was doing mm-hmm. it up until oh yeah, way beyond like that. well, well into I mean, adulthood actually, like in my mid twenties or something like that. I was doing it. Like I had um, a PT for a while when I was jo- when I joined a gym. Like I think I had like three free sessions or something like that. 
and okay. I would he would like call me up and be like when's your next session I was on the bus once I can remember mm-hmm. who, who I was with one of my friends and I, I I don't remember this but she says she like swears by it um that I dropped my voice like an entire octave to sound wow. more butch on the phone to speak to a PT oh, well. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> hello yes that Thursday oh, is yeah, great sorry. thanks yeah whatever I don't know what I said but I think I started saying like I mate and stuff like that as well on the phone I was like you know yeah mate that's great wasn't like that it's like drop my drop my voice and start using like masculine slang for men you know like wow. right dude right mate also, for those of us who are scared of gyms, um, PT is a personal trainer. It took me about 30 seconds <laughs> to realise what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I'm <laughs> scared of gyms. Like, afraid when of gyms I was also. working out, uh, which I haven't done for a long time, but mm-hmm. when I was trying to get into some sort of like gay desirable shape and mm-hmm. putting a lot of my energies into that, mm-hmm. like I still would, I, I only wanted female PTs because mm-hmm. I just found there was such an emotional disconnect um, yeah. with, with like a straight guy so yep. if they were, you know and even even gay cis men like there's still such a like obvious emphasis on like performative masculinity within the exchange that was happening whereas mm-hmm. i felt like when i was with a female pt we could kind of kiki a bit more yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's just I have the same experience you know, i want this back. for my bum you know i want yeah. this like this is the guy i want to look like not this guy whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. with the men it was all like oh you want to be chris hemsworth and i knew that <laughs> Like there was there was so little nuance to it, and it also <laughs> yes, that so person little. who I am not googling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, googling Chris Hemsworth is straight. You heard it here. Um, (laughs) oh i better not do it then (laughs) don't do it then (laughs) the one thing that i want to make sure that we cover is about attraction we've we've spoken about like um what we found like um in ourselves that we either cover up or exaggerate or or, you know playing different parts and other things but also um um, how we identify and how um other people identify and uh, i wanted to just draw that back to sex yeah and also like what what we find attractive in other people because um from my perspective i'm mixed race that plays a part in who's attracted to me because I'm clearly not like the kind of guy f- whose family came up from Birmingham entirely or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know, the, the home counties or something. Yeah. Um, like I have other other blood in me too. Like, but for me, I'm not attracted to that as much. I find myself attracted frustratingly to like cis white man, mm-hmm. Viking descent or Celtic yeah. descent or something like that, you know, as um, a type, you know, like a kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's not exclusive, but like I, I, I'm obviously surprised by others, and um, when I am attracted to other other types, that's that's primarily what I look for when I look at things like porn or like yeah. other guys. You know. Yeah. In terms of like being attracted to people as well, it's interesting you say that actually because it, it uh, like especially when you're, uh, well for me anyway, when I was just coming out as a gay woman. It was hard to uh, find anyone who was also gay, um, Mm -hmm. A, or wasn't, I'm not sure yet, type of area. Right, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, it was hard to find women who were, yeah, who were like, it was like, you are definitely gay, this is gay time, we're being gay now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, like, I feel like all the women I just, like, was attracted to at first when I was, like, I don't know, 22, 23, 24, whatever, was, like, just straight women. Uh, And I feel like lots of... Mm -hmm queer women might have been through something similar where they're just like i'm tired of chasing straight women this is so exhausting or like mm-hmm. they have no idea whether they're uh but yeah i think like so okay when i'm having a wank i need to imagine uh men with penises because i don't know why actually it doesn't nothing like nothing else works to like get me to like climax which yeah. is that's really fascinating i don't want i don't want to have sex with men yeah i don't find men attractive uh, but it's like a visual cue that's just like now you're going to come literally and right. the, the thing that will turn me on is not going to be to get me like aroused penises aren't going to do it 
<laughs> so I, yeah, I have yeah. to be, already be aroused. But then I <laughs> yeah. have to be like, I have to be like, okay, but like now to cut while I'm wanking, while I'm wanking, then yeah. I, to to calm, I need to like just like continually think of like just men with each other, erect penises, jacking each right. other off, whatever. And like, um, I have no idea why that is. I literally have not. I've never. I don't know. Maybe it's just like societal well, conditioning of like you're supposed to think penises are hot because you're a woman i have no idea i have a similar thing in some ways so like so for me to come i actually need i need a face a face i need a i need a, I need a, mm-hmm. I need a face to look at i need a man's face, face. To come on a man's face specifically, no yeah. not specifically okay. but just, like, just it just needs to i need to be able to see a face like you know like um we, we spoke about this in um, p for porn mm-hmm. um but a lot of porn uh particularly like obviously we talk about gay porn because that's what i watch but there's a five minute bit at the beginning which i really like because it has a lot of face mm-hmm. um and then it gets oh, yeah. into a bit later on where it's just penis aim at ass and just that mm-hmm. and, and i, I find yeah, that like out of context massively penis. wildly dull yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, even, even the rest even the rest of the body is just not even looked at it's just mm-hmm. the bum and the penis going into it and the thrusting mm-hmm. um, I you. I like... do you find that weird it's kind of like what am i supposed to get out of this <laughs> yeah i like to see that if i'm watching porn like I want to see the whole person. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not necessarily completely face oriented, but I w- I will completely like lose the the momentum on the way to climax if the porn I'm watching goes to like dick and ass. Absolutely. Yeah. I love dicks oh. and I love asses, but like yeah. <laughs> same. They, like they need context. It's exactly. funny. Yeah. Like, where's a powerful in a sentence? The word quarry is extremely funny. <laughs> like, in the right context. But if you just run it's up like, it's almost the street just... and shout quarry, like, they're not going to laugh. Probably and I, I, I find that about, I find the same, you know, dicks and, and asses are emphatic uh, words within the sentence mm-hmm. of a pornographic image. But I guess yes. in isolation, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're it's just... That's a good way to put it's it. It's almost as yeah. if when yeah. you uh, when you have sex, you uh, have sex with an entire human. With a, with a human. Exactly. Exactly that. Well, um, yeah. so sorry. Going back to so, um, Georgia, you saying you don't under- like don't know why you need to imagine um, penises um, to come, but I okay. I think this is what <laughs> this is going back to kind of what what um, you've all been saying about the the word queer um, is that how it's very inclusive. Like it's it's acknowledging that. It's, there's not just one way to be it's not just like um you know i like penises and i sleep with penises and penises turn me on or i like vaginas and they turn me on it's like actually you're sexually attracted to you're romantically attracted to women and you might you might possibly have a nice time having sex with men and you imagine penises to get off and how fantasies are like um not the same as the physically yeah, yeah. however yeah. i think things i fantasize about some there is a crossover definitely but things i yeah. fantasize about are definitely different to what i physically do um, i think there's a that's exactly correct and i think also like well this is different i think this is different to different people but there is that phrase isn't it like fantasy realized is nightmare or something mm. <laughs> yeah yeah anyway, it sounds like freud said it <laughs> some bullshit Probably like that anyway, like it, yeah. but like <laughs> some freud bullshit yeah. um but like i think there is something to that in that like fantasy is for fantasy it's for the mm-hmm. fantasy space and it's for your your head or it's for like the camera reality of like uh cinema or it's for mm. photographs and that is a fantasy space um and then as soon as it's like made into reality it can be like jarring or weird or just literally it's a completely different context so it's never going to work in the same way mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. if i am in a situation where like there is a man with a penis who's just like here's my penis how about we uh penis it up i'll be like <laughs> no i'm uh, go away 
Hashtag penis it up. Penis it up. Yeah, yeah I'll be like, somehow this isn't working for me, lol. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I will need to replace the man with someone with a vagina or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. yeah and then, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it is a completely different, completely, completely different space. And also like what you're attracted to and what turns you on, just two different things. Yeah, yeah. Does make it makes it complicated and confusing. Yeah, definitely. There's a, and there's I just a, there's like a, there's a staircase as well, isn't there? So like when when like at the beginning of it, the, there's the number of things that can turn you off when you're not very aroused is like a mm. big long list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas the more aroused you get, the list yeah, actually yeah, some yeah. of the things on the bottom of the list kind of drop off somewhere, and you don't notice them. Yeah, happen. and then and also then you're more willing to do things and see stuff things gets and added. experience things. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, kind of peach open. Fuck yeah, I'll do that. And then you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, like it yeah. makes no sense. But also, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't like having sex with men, right? Like, I don't like the energy mm-hmm. of a man in a sexual situation because mm-hmm. it just it makes me uncomfortable because it feels like there's this inherent like power thing. Uh, and yeah. also, I noted the first thing I realized after having sex with a woman for the first time, I was just like, oh, instead of it feeling like someone was doing it to me, I just felt like we were doing it to to each other. If mm. it is in fact anyone doing that's, anything to that's anybody, really, really. Right? interesting actually mm-hmm. like it's I, I like think an equal participation thing mm-hmm. we were both enjoying each other's bodies as opposed to me lying there and being like sure you can uh, keep doing that if you like i mm-hmm. guess because even though i have sex with only men there is always a power thing there's always a bit of a power dynamic i accept I just, um, I and as, unless it's I think it could be a penis thing, I, unless we reach the situation that Felix has described, where yes. we both kind of decided that that's not happening. But there's kind of a there's almost a, there is a bit of a negotiation to get to that point sometimes, <laughs> or most of the yeah. time. I think just just to completely echo and um, and agree with that that um, I I can really enjoy sex with a very obvious power dynamic, mm-hmm. and I can also really enjoy sex where there's a really obvious equity. Mm-hmm. That is yes. when yes. there is a question mark above it that yes mm-hmm. it can get really off-putting and I can get intrusive thoughts and, and performance anxiety and agree yeah. oh mm-hmm. shit yeah. I'm not yeah. doing this yeah. right and I'm not meant to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's when it's something that you're either committing to or something that's just very obviously an explorative playground is mm. it, either one can be fantastic, but I, yeah. I hate that question mark. That's yeah. so that's so true that's a really really good point i agree with that 100%. yeah so um so in in terms of in situations where where i've had sex i'd say and i've only had sex with cis men but in my in my experiences the best times and going back a little bit to the top bottom not actually necessarily being very helpful words it's either been again where it's very obviously like i am being submissive and you are in control but we've had a conversation and we mm-hmm. we sort of know what the parameters are um, mm-hmm. So it is still actually quite communicative um, and mutual. Mm-hmm. Or I felt like safe enough and trusting enough that um, it can be a bit more fluid in who's sort of who is mm-hmm. top and who is mm-hmm. bottom. It's more like you know mm-hmm. rolling around and everyone's trying a bit of everything. But um, it's yeah, that very communicating share shared space almost. And I think the worst sex has just been like, well, the assumption is I'll just lie down and you'll just thrust on top of me for a bit and then we'll then we'll go to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> well, sorry for those men, honestly. And the women. Um, <laughs> to um, clarify on an earlier point as well, which may be a bit moot now, but um when I was sort of objecting to the the top button thing, like I have no objection to that when it's in a sexual exchange. Sure. It's more yeah. that like what I find not helpful is the uh, prescription of that to someone's identity almost as mm-hmm. a personality in a person yeah that totally um, came across in the yeah. point you were making absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. that makes still sense can, yeah. yeah i can absolutely bottom for days but like i also know how to put up a shelf and i'm a really fucking good driver 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. It, it's what you would say I, as a and bottom, that's though, isn't it? Can fair me that like <laughs> I, I will be proudly queer and femme and just mm-hmm. fey as it can get and dance around with fucking cosmopolitan to Kylie with my ass out and be like, you know what I mean? But like that to me is about being femme. It's not about mm. being a bottom. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. totally. It's completely. Yeah. Like oh, not wow. to put my husband into this, but actually, yeah. you know, like he is the one who tops in our relationship, and he cannot put up a shelf to save his life and he also can't drive very well bucking bucking gender norms but the, yeah, i think what's, I um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, i think that is good to come back to and to clarify because i i think that's the thing it's like these words and these um definitions exist for um t- to be helpful in in a sexual and erotic space and actually but then to transfer them onto just the type of person you are in day-to-day life is so unhelpful <laughs> like that's just stupid i know Unless, unless yeah, you're doing that, never, never fucking get anything done. Yeah. If I may try to be like, a little bit um, profound Please. about it, and bearing in mind it's our main. As long um, as it's only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like trying to be profound is already not profound. Yeah, so. as, as it is our uh, word du jour, mm-hmm. um, I think that's why one of the main reasons I've always really loved the word queer, and I often refer mm-hmm. to it as my favourite word, is that I think a lot of categorizations, subcategorizations within the LGBTQ plus culture, um, aim to narrow things down and they often put people into boxes and for me the word queer is one of the only descriptors that does the opposite it, it's uh, an opening word <laughs> an orifice if you will <laughs> 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 um, it, it I really like our rattle after that <laughs> we are kind of here in the pursuit of defining it mm-hmm. or discussing it because I think it defies um, it, def- it, it defies definition yeah um, and yeah that's why I find it more really useful correct. because it can be at the same time masculine and feminine. It mm-hmm. can be gay and it can be lesbian and it can be any number of things. Um, and it also kind of uh, codifies a joint struggle of uh, cis gay people with trans people and non-binary people. Um, mm-hmm. But it does, it, it, it's, it's weird that people resist it as if it's an extra attempt to categorize a label. I think that queer is like an anti-label, but yeah. that in a hashtag, Queer is an anti-label. Queer is an anti-label. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, so true. Yeah. I fucking love being queer. Hashtag resist. Me too. Amazing. Queer all yeah. year. I hate being gay, but I love being gay. <laughs> being gay is way too hard. Being queer is fucking cool. You can get coffee yeah. with a queer person. With a gay person, you have a horrible frank discussion that lasts several hours. <laughs> I hate those labels. And, and Hashtag anti-labels. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when people are like, oh, I don't mind that you're gay. Well, You'll mind that I'm queer, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try this. Um, well, just in, in terms of the word, I'm. I was so happy when I realised like it was being, you know, embraced by the queer, the queer community and LGBTQ plus community, and that it was being used again um, in like a positive sense. Because I first heard that word when I was a child in a Famous Five audio. <laughs> <laughs> where um where what else would you hear the word like, queer well Anne was like about George oh she's so queer oh how queer she is which is funny because George is definitely queer Absolutely. Um, yeah totally and I was like I love that word and I just started using it all the time and I was like oh how queer and then um the adults in my life being like oh you probably shouldn't use that word I'm just interesting and trying to explain not to so anyway I just think it's a beautiful word so I'm glad it's I'm glad it's pretty funny no. <laughs> sorry just to um pick up on your point about the famous five yeah um i don't know how well this will come across because it's a visual meme and we're on a podcast um <laughs> but i saw a headline, we can post it we'll post it yeah <laughs> i saw a headline that my friend had posted um and the caption that they've written above it is i'm not sure how i feel about the direction enid blyton's 
I, I'm not sure how I feel about the direction Enid Blyton is taking with her children's books. And the, the headline on BBC News is five arrested in right-wing terror raids across England and Wales. <laughs> 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 so that was completely <laughs> randomly just like the, the same that just came to mind five oh my gosh right can you they would can you, totally do that can you send a screenshot um, and we can, and <laughs> you say you say terror raids but it's blatantly just like a very queer feminist rally headed by george no yeah, yeah, they would totally, call it a terror raid totally. when it isn't it's just like people yeah. being like can we have There's some human rights fight. please yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly Oh, some human rights even. <laughs> I wonder if Enid Blyton would have been. A, she'd definitely be a turf, wouldn't she? Oh no! I don't know if she'd even be like. She wouldn't even feminist. Yeah, she wouldn't even got to the point of being a radical feminist. In order no. to feel like, if you're a turf, you have yeah. to have, you have to have really thought yeah. about like thought about what it means to be a woman and what it means to be X Y Z and blah 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 so much that I feel like most people haven't actually gotten there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do a lot of thinking into into just a horrible gaping chasm of bullshit to become a turf most people don't do that thinking like what in a she was not a nice person. <laughs> no, I know. She's just problematic. Like, I'm not, mm. I'm not championing Enid Blyton here. But I am championing George. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's like, yeah. people Fine. can create characters that, that um, rely on their context and their ideals mm-hmm. that actually end up going beyond them. That whole kind of death of the author thing. I'm currently working on a, a show about an inclusive magical school. And it's, <laughs> it's so it's easy to do. So, like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's great. That's really, yes. very on the nose. <laughs> It's, it's, um, it's really easy because the characters that we're aping from, you know, that particular wizarding world all have the right ideals for us to be able to make that very, very easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Hermione is Gay obviously inherently good and it, it would be quite oh. tricky to to make her anything other than trans-inclusive. But yeah, yeah, th- that, exactly. that doesn't necessarily, you know, because the uh, the ideals that the author is projecting mm-hmm. in writing those characters are inherently inclusive, mm-hmm. queer, radical, positive. Yeah, um, you 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 can easily skirt around their internal biases and their shortcomings and their and their yeah. borderline hatred. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, does anyone have anything to plug? Uh, should we go to Felix first? Felix first, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I am currently working on a show about an inclusive magic school. Uh, no copyright uh, has been infringed upon. Any <laughs> uh, resemblance to existing and copyrighted characters is purely coincidental. Uh, so the show I'm working on at the moment is with uh, one of my best friends in the world, who's also a fantastic performer, mm-hmm. and that's Jimmy Lavender. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy and I are working on a show which is called Fagwarts, um, based around the inclusive uh, academic education uh, institution known as Fagwatt School of Bitchcraft and Jizzery. Um, <laughs> and we are Shut basically... Shut up, that sounds amazing. We're doing it at The Glory in East London. So oh, I love The Glory. Glory awesome. in Haggerston. We're doing it downstairs on three consecutive Mondays in June. Um, and we currently still have tables. It's booked by tables for social distancing reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a day in the Magical Academy where we play all the different teachers and we alternate. Um, and there's a quiz element, an interactive element. It's also kind of a musical. It's also sort of a political, um, you know, point-making exercise. Um, and it's about, um, you know, a progressive, radically inclusive magical school. And the, the kind of the thing we're trying to sell is that, that this, uh, this joy, this capturing of our imagination and what the idea of 
magical school and, and, and their characters mean to us is something that we can continue to enjoy and participate in without lining the pockets of anyone who feels differently. Brilliant. Uh, so it's not, uh, it's not us saying let's buy, you know, Warner Brothers merch and <laughs> you know, this thing, but it's saying love it. we still own the subculture and the passion mm-hmm. that we have around this topic and we'll just give it different names. So it features mm-hmm. such wonderful characters as Professor Severly Snaps, um, <laughs> divination teacher Sabrina Mulligatawny, um, <laughs> uh, late no. teacher Albus, no, sorry, Bulbous Dimbleby. I don't know why I said Albus. I wouldn't, yeah, well, I what weird. The name no, Albus. why did you think no, 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 no. of <laughs> Any coincidence is a purely coincidence. No, what? <laughs> the uh, interfering uh, nasty lady known as Delilah Humbug, and uh, of course, star student Hernia Grange. Uh, <laughs> so you can come for the price it's about 10 pounds per person but you have to book it by tables please yeah. come along to the glory in june um you can find it on facebook or app savvy if you just we'll put links we'll free. put links we'll to the podcast link to it in the show notes as well yeah we've still got we saw so one good. day it isn't sold out um and it's just been put on because of popular demand the other the other two are mostly sold out so c- please come it'll be really fucking fun we'll Amazing. be there definitely yeah, we'll that's definitely awesome go. oh that's we'll so cool. it right okay it's really exciting <laughs> Great. Georgia, anything from you? So good. How the hell am I going to follow that? <laughs> That's unfair. Um, okay, I'm a writer, and I write primarily uh, about technology. I write <laughs> lots of nonfiction stuff. You can. What I will suggest before um, going into loads of details is that you should just go to my website, which I'm sure Jacinta and um, Raphael will link. You'll be able to see. Yes, but can you say the name of it anyway? GeorgiaYakovu.com. Okay, perfect. I uh, I have like a weekly newsletter about like technology news and i like just take the piss out of all of our unelected overlords um yep. <laughs> uh, who are uh, control us with algorithms and adjacent to that i have a quarterly fictional zine of short stories that i just put together for fun and people can like have it for free if they like but if you want to donate that's also great it's called mutual dislike and you'll find that on my website as well i write for games like computer games i write screenplays i write stage plays i love writing Amazing. i have to say george is one of the most entertaining writers and what she's yes. really good at is um a topic like technology which sounds really boring to me um, and then you read it and it's actually <laughs> Thanks, so Jacinta. entertaining and makes oh. sense so there you go yes. <laughs> i agree with that yeah um okay does that bring us to the end it does thank so okay. much so oh, we... thank you both so much thank you both thank you. yes thank you it's been an absolute gusset buster gussets of all kinds <laughs> indeed <laughs> the world is your gusset well, this is your cousin Georgia. You like you're cancelled now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! Don't forget to follow us on all your usual social medias: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are everywhere at A to Z with Men. That's A T O Z with Men. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and no matter what platform you use, giving us a helping hand by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us five stars and a wee review would be great. Uh, it helps other people find a podcast too um yes um help us with our quarry and tell a friend and also you can email us at men at gmail.com that's a-t-o-z with men at gmail.com and visit us at our website a-t-o-z-with-men.com it's very pretty uh where you can contribute mm. to our exciting new project yes please you can contribute anonymously and it will fuel the next run through of our alphabet if you like what you hear and want more help us defy definition and post your stories into our 
virtual orifice. <laughs> um, and also, please get in touch and let us know if you've been moved or interested by anything you heard in this episode. Uh, if you have any particular um, opinions you want to share, or if you think we missed something. Until next time. Goodbye. Oh my god, thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh <my> god. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm sharing my screen. Perfect. <clears throat> screen, screen. We're going to go temporarily into uh, Infinite Void. <laughs> infinite Void. Do you void, see yourself? Oh my goodness. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, it's fine. Judging okay. you by the icons on your desktop. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's my husband. Boop. You're about to journey through a novel of nymphomania, an opus of orgasms, a prospectus of passion, a quota of quickening pulses. I can't read that because it's behind the <laughs> Start again. <clears throat>